Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany, and this is the first place award-winning Crochet County Fair Queen. (laughs) Yeah. I was pretty surprised. So we left everybody off last week uh, indecisive about what was being submitted And a little leery because we hadn't entered any projects yet. Well, listeners, Sarah entered three projects and pretty much cleaned house. Well, (laughs) I don't know about all that. I did get first on my scarf, which was nice. Um, And I got second on my afghan and second on my hat that I turned in. But in my defense, I want to say my hat was up against a bald eagle. (laughs) (laughs) An entire 3D animal. Right. And my Atkin, oddly enough, the first place winner was the same stitch. It was also a single crochet, back loop only, ripple, chevron, Atkin. Um but they had more color changes than mine. So rightfully so they spent more time on theirs. Mine was self-striping um, the red heart ombre self-striping yarn. So, you know, they, they put a little more effort into the changing colors and, and that kind of stuff. So yes, I'm not mad about very it. Very true. But for it being your first year, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You did a really good job and I'm super proud of you. Um, and now I think, I don't know, we go into next year now knowing what to expect. Oh, and Yeah, game on next year. There, <laughs> there will be no shortcuts. And I took pictures of what was submitted or what I could get pictures of. The way they had it displayed, it was kind of hard to see what everything was. As a matter of fact, I didn't even see my scarf and hat until Eric pointed it out because I was like, well, there's my blanket. Where's my scarf and hat? Because I was afraid maybe they oh, didn't no. get put out or got lost or something and he was like oh well, there's a scarf right there and then the hat was laying next to it so I was like oh okay good but it, it all just kind of seemed to get lost in the shuffle I mean they had the blankets pretty prominently displayed but kind of the smaller things it looked like so there was much. a lot of quilts there were a ton of quilts yes yeah I've never learned how to sew or quilt, and I've I keep saying I'm gonna learn how to sew, and I haven't yet. But um, kudos to the people who do quilts because they are really intimidating to me. I don't think they're terrible as long as you've got the right tools. Because, like for example, in school I took a quilting class and mm-hmm. made like a not a full size quilt, but a uh, like a wall art sized quilt I will yeah. maybe like a three by four foot ish or like a crib size quilt um but our school had these gangster sewing machines that you could program your name in a script and it would sew it in there for you like it was That's fancy neat. so we had the right tools and with quilting a lot of it is you know measuring mm-hmm. all of your squares and your angles have to be exact or when you sew those quarter inch seams like it's not gonna They're not going to line up the right way. So, you know, as long as you've got the big, you know, cutting board thing and you can measure and cut and do all that stuff right. Like, it's not terrible. Um, Well, with a knitting project next year, maybe you should do a quilt, too. No, because here's the thing. 
I can sit on my couch covered up with my blanket stacked up against my little pillows on my chaise lounge here and knit. Yeah. I can't do that sewing. I've got to be set up at the table with a power cord and my foot pedal and a big thing to where I can, you know, get my fabric laid out to pin it. And like, it's a whole event. And not that that's, you know, maybe in my retirement years, I can take that on when I've got that kind of time. But right now that's what I do enjoy about knitting is that like we can sit down and watch a show or a movie or whatever. And I can like, you know, I'm half laying on the couch, half sitting, but I'm also still doing something semi-productive. Yeah. I boiling it down to two projects for next year, but I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not going to say anything publicly about what I want to do for next year in case the competition is listening. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no. Got to keep like, it under wraps. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that anybody um, that would be putting anything in the fair listens to us or in our local fair anyway. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe they do. But um, so I don't want to risk it. In lieu of you and your special title announcement tonight, I may or may not have just skimmed right over the fact that this is episode 25. It is, yeah. Uh, Olympic Dreams, mm-hmm. which uh, will segue us right into the fact that the Olympics, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, are finally uh, going to kick off this week. And I am really stinking excited. Yeah, I like, I've always been more of a fan of the Summer Olympics than I have been of the Winter Olympics. And not that there's anything wrong with the Winter Olympics. I'm just more of a summer person, I feel like. And I love the Olympics. And I'll tell you, mom always made a really big deal about watching the Olympic ceremonies and all the different countries and watching everybody walk in. And it was always a whole hoopla in our house. Um, I've, I've always, I've always liked them both, but I do like the summer Olympics better. Also for me, it's like swimming and diving and, you know, track and all the track events that go with it. And I mean, I don't know, like there's a lot of fun, you know, basketball, just a lot of fun summer events that I do enjoy watching tennis. Um, winter though, I feel like. You know, in preparing for our episode today, I was doing a little research, and obviously, winter is a little more our speed for the Winter Olympics because nobody's really rocking like an Antarsia toboggan at the Summer Olympic Games. True. Um, I don't, you know, it's not really like a winter hat and scarf kind of event, it's the Summer Games. So, I do always love seeing during the Winter Games, you know, the really creative and fun, like. USA scarves or like the Canada scarves made out of maple leaves and like everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and they're crafty, whatever. So yeah. I feel like as far as, you know, our arts go, the Winter Olympics are a little more geared toward that, but I just love them. And I don't know, I do look forward to them every year. I'm it's really sad. I'm sure everybody was that the Olympics had to be put off last year. Um, just crazy it's all crazy so I'm really excited for these athletes to get to go and show their stuff and I thought something fun uh this week would be to take our top five listening countries and we'll work backwards five down to number one and talk about a little bit of olympic stuff for each of those countries so okay um our number five country we'll call these olympic fun facts or i'm not really <laughs> sure that some of them are fun but facts all the same 
Um, number five, Germany. First of all, we appreciate you being number five spot of listening to us every right. week. Um, but Germany is known for equestrian, rowing, and tennis. Those are their most recent summer gold medals. Okay. So I thought that was cool. Um, number four is the UK, which I learned something interesting uh, that when it comes to the Olympics, they don't go by the UK. They go by Great Britain. Um, That's something along the lines of uniting everybody as like one front versus it just being UK. If there's some like outlying little islands or I'm not real sure, but if any of our mm. listeners from the UK want to shout us out and explain more about that, we'd really yeah. be interested to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, Great Britain, as we will refer to them here in the Olympics, uh, in 2016 Summer Games, they received their first gold medals ever in golf, diving, and gymnastics. Oh. Gymnastics is my ultimate favorite, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, now, this one was interesting. Uh, number three spot of listenership. Thank you, South Africa. Yeah. And before I get any further... I just want to put a shout out. I've been praying for the people of South Africa. I know there's a lot going on right now. Um, We're not going to get into all those details right now because, to be honest, I don't know all of those details. But from what I have seen and read, those people could use our prayers or good vibes or whatever juju you want to send to the universe for them. Um, But they were banned from the Olympics from 1964 to 1992. That's wild. yeah, they didn't want to, because of apartheid, they did not want to allow any mixed race teams. Uh, and it was, you know, a thing. So uh, glad to see that they are back in the Olympics these days. Uh, our number two uh, most listeners, Canada. We do love you, Canada. Mm-hmm. I learned today that Canada invented lacrosse. Oh, and, and see, and that's weird, too, because lacrosse, like that almost sounds... Well, right now, is it French? Maybe I, mean, I would have probably French guessed Canadians. that too. Lacrosse. Okay, I don't know. I just rolled my R on that like I, I was Spanish, know. so that's not right either. I'm really sorry. That was a terrible. Uh, I don't know how to edit that out, or I would. But... We'll, we'll Google that one. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. But uh, lacrosse, which interestingly enough is slated to be included in the 2028 Summer Olympic Games that are going to be held in Los Angeles. Nice. Can you imagine what a cluster that's going to be in Los Angeles? Because quite <laughs> frankly, can't. it takes like an hour to go six miles as it is. Now add in right. the Olympics. Ugh. Yeah. No thanks. No. Um, and of course, our top listenership is our home country, the great US of A. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we can really talk about anything with the Summer Olympics right now other than the GOAT herself. The greatest of all time, Simone Biles, because, yeah, dear God, she really is fantastic to watch. Like, I don't care if you're a gymnast person or not. I mean, I cheered my whole life, so I do really love gymnastics. But to just watch her, like, it stuns me sometimes. Like, how in the heck did she not just die doing whatever that was? Right. And she has a passion for it. And you can tell that <sighs> it's she lives and breathes gymnastics i may or may not have been watching some of the olympic trials uh for Mm -hmm. gymnastics before they picked the team Mm -hmm. and her stinking leotard on the back of it in rhinestones 
had a goat. I saw that. And it was like, oh my god, sick burn. She is the best. Who I freaking wears that. a rhinestone goat on the back of their Leo? <laughs> right. Is because she knows she is, that's all. Yes. You know, every time I think of the Olympics, the first thing... So, and this also goes, I was on Facebook, um, I don't know, yesterday maybe it was, and um, there was a, I don't know, it might have been maybe like a radio station or something, you know how they ask questions sometimes, get like engagement yeah. or whatever, but I didn't respond to it, but one of them said, what was the first major news story you remember? And I remember the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan <sighs> situation. Um, Clubbed her in the knee. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was like a toss up between that and OJ Simpson. I don't remember which one was first or maybe they were around the same. Uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I remember that, that being a I big story. That's the, don't know. That's a good question as to which came first, but they are also two distinct memories of my childhood because, you and know, I back then like they were about we didn't the have time. TVs in every room. So right. it's not like, like if that is, if mom was watching the OJ trial, so hope you got everybody in the house is watching the OJ <laughs> trial because it's not like you had a choice. Right. Um, and I will never forget the verdict for the OJ trial came in on mom's birthday. Mm. She was so thoroughly disgusted, man. She started puking everywhere. Like <laughs> you would have thought that she had like a serious personal interest right. in the case. Oh. Um, but I also remember that day it being like, what? OJ's driving this Bronco slow motion in this <laughs> slow motion high speed semi high speed chase. I just don't even know. But the whole thing was great. And, and okay, looking back, I'm gonna have to look up and see what year that was. And if I didn't think it would hang us up out of this whole situation we're in recording here, I would try to do it while I'm doing it. But I want to say it was maybe like around ninety three, ninety four. I think you're right maybe? because it was before my dad died, and that was ninety six. Well, but okay, so thinking back, 94, my grade always coincided with the year, which is how it worked out for me. So I would have been in like going into fourth grade. Mm-hmm. No way going into fourth grade should I have known that OJ's wife had her throat pretty much cut all the way across and that, I mean, like, I, like, again, we weren't shut because it was the only TV in the house. It wasn't like, hey, kids, we're going to watch this brutal murder trial. Why don't you, fourth yeah. grader? Head outside to play. No, I could have told you all the details from that stinking trial <laughs> at the age of like eight. I remember we had, um, and this is kind of how I kind of, you know, how there's just certain things about like your life or like the house that you lived in or whatever that kind of makes you feel like, oh, that was around this time or that time. Well, I remember is around that time because I remember every morning before school, we would eat, you know, breakfast in the kitchen. We'd have cereal. And I remember... Um, the TV, we had this black, little tiny black and white TV had a little screen on it. Probably wasn't more than a few inches across and it had like the the knobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it had little knobs, the antenna and all that. And I remember watching both the Nancy Kerrigan, uh, Tanya Harding thing and Princess Die and Uh. OJ and all that was I think it was around the same time. Princess Di had to be like ninety-seven. Lived in that house. Okay, I was gonna say because we that lived was after that Dad died. That time. Okay, I couldn't remember. I didn't remember what year it we was. We stayed but I... up and watched the funeral because, based on the time difference, I think it started here. It may be like 
eleven thirty or twelve thirty at like midnight. Oh. Yeah. And again, no DVRs or you know catching it later. Uh, but Aunt Melinda was staying with us, and it was after Dad had died, and uh, we all stayed up to watch the funeral. And I just remember, like again, Mom sobbing to Candle in the Wind as if. <laughs> She did know the royal family. Um, I remember my mom telling me when I woke up. I I think it was when I woke up. And she was like, she goes, Princess Diana died. And I had no idea who that even was. Because that, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't grow up following any of the royal family or anything. We didn't have cable or anything like that. My parents didn't subscribe to People Magazine or anything like that. So, I had no idea who that even was. I was like, okay. (laughs) I like to call my background eclectic uh, because my dad's dad and brother and, you know, all of my my grandparents, my uncle, my family over on that side, uh, very involved, heavenly, or heavily, heavenly as well in the church. (laughs) That was perfect, but as pastors or in the choir or different things like that. Now, my mom's side of the family, my mom went to Catholic school and grew up Catholic her entire lives, Um, as is um, my younger brother and sister and stepdad. They're all Catholic. We were kind of never really anything, so, like, we got a good dose of everything, but, like, the royals, I can tell you, that was always a big deal for us, as was when, uh, when they pick a new pope. Oh, it's a whole thing and there's smoke signals involved and the color of the smoke changes. And that was always a really like I can always remember mom making that a really big ordeal too. like I've been watching all day and it's still the same. They haven't changed the color of the smoke yet. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I mean, they couldn't just hold up a sign and say, hey, this is the new pope. We've got to send out the smoke signal color change. I don't know. But, you know, it's the traditional, I guess, historical whatever. But I don't know. It's just. It's funny, but yeah, mom, man, she loved those roles, even up till, I mean, you know, we've talked about it. Mom passed in 2019, but the stupid movie for Megan and Harry had just come out on the Lifetime channel, like, fall of 2018, maybe. She had watched that movie probably 15 times. Every time it was on, she would watch it again on the Lifetime channel. Really? <laughs> yes. Like, she just could not get enough of those movie. roles. Uh, See, okay, so I've seen it too. It's young. good, but I'm so out of touch with. But I've also never really been into like the celebrity stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I don't know if I want to call it celebrity gossip because I'm sure, like, so your mom didn't like through. live on. Mom always had the National Enquirer, the Star Magazine, Us Weekly. No, like, we never had any of that. People Magazine. Oh, yeah. I could, yeah. We lived on that stuff. Um, and I don't know why, because half of it was so dumb. Like, sometimes she would buy the ones that were, like, the black and white magazine. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And what was it called? Um national Enquirer, i think with no, the, where well, they be like someone's pregnant with michael jackson's baby or you know what i mean like that yes or, but there was like one a bat that was baby. really outlandish it might have been like the sun times or i don't oh. know but it was it was more like aliens confirmed that elvis met up with marilyn monroe on I planet jupiter know. like it was really far-fetched i'm not gonna lie some of it's probably true 
I mean, I feel like we just don't really know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Could be. I, I do know. feel like Elvis is dead. I do. We're gonna put it out there. Now, if you want to ask me about Tupac, that's probably a different ball game because I don't know anybody back in that time frame that had that much music recorded that 25 years later, dude is still putting out more albums than anybody I know. Like I, I don't know. I feel yeah. like maybe maybe Tupac just wanted out of the game and. That's why I could never be famous. You know what I mean? Because I don't want... Let's backtrack that. We could be famous hosting a world-famous podcast from the beach. (laughs) That could be. (laughs) But I don't think that E! News is going to be taking my picture of the Walmart checkout line or while I'm putting groceries in my car or dropping kids off. I can't live that way. Okay, let's talk Britney Spears because after watching so much, I'm sure some of our listeners, listeners, if you haven't, just type in free Britney anywhere uh, and you'll get to do all sorts of research. But I've been following along with the Britney Spears story and Mm -hmm. just how traumatized her entire life has ended up because of her fame and the people's greed that are involved with money and fame and everything else. So I agree. Like, I... Some may or may not like, just have a tattoo that says fame because I've always said that one day I'm going to be famous. But again, I'm like you, not necessarily in the aspect, like I don't plan on walking any red carpets. Right. I could never lose enough weight to like appease any of those folks. I don't feel like. Oh, Lord. I just don't want. Look, the, all these. Okay. All the fat ladies cave. And I, I can say that because I am a fat lady, but dead serious. All the Hollywood big girls cave. Look at Adele. Have you looked at her recently? No. Yeah, I mean, is she like, still singing? She is, but she's like 125 pounds. Oh. Uh, she has lost a tremendous amount of weight, which, you know, I'm not knocking by any means, so I hope nobody takes it that way. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like everybody caves. Look at, um, what's her face from, I know I'm being really descriptive here. What are the stupid singing movies? Pitch Perfect. Uh... Rebel Wilson? Yes. All I kept thinking of is Wilson Phillips, and I know that that is not her. Um, No, but I do love them, too. (laughs) So do I. Oh, my gosh. So do I. But, like, look at her. She's recently, you know, lost a ton of weight or whatever. And, like, I just, I wish everybody wasn't so, I don't know. Like I said, I would not be able to cave to that because look at it this rate. At 37 years in. I've never been skinny, and I, I just don't see that being in my future. So, Hollywood would not like me for that. There's not enough spanks in the world to, to suck all this up, I suppose. Um, but we could still totally just be famous, like, like famous radio anchors, but we're podcast hosts. Yeah. So semi-famous to where if anybody heard us talk on a recorded setting, they would know it might be our voice, but we can still shop at Walmart without judgment on those nutty buddies I'm buying at the checkout. Like a famous crocheter? Is that a thing? Can I be county fair famous? You already are. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Brace yourself. You already are. Uh, I've got to be honest. I was a couple minutes late in queuing us up tonight because I found this new dishcloth pattern. And we all know I've got a lot of cotton yarn. Um, and I've been working on some different things for Christmas and stuff. And it is a really cute pattern that I'm hoping I can figure out. Um, I might have tried it once earlier and ripped the entire thing out because it's... It's a circular knitting pattern, which I haven't tried yet because that involves some 
trickery since you know knitting needles are straight and meant to be like square items um you have to like yarn over to increase kind of on the way out but then it's weird because you instead of finishing all your stitches in that row and then turning your work like normal you like the first row you leave two stitches on the needle but you still turn your work and then knit the rest of the way down and then on the next one it's four stitches you leave but it makes it to where it's like a diagonally kind of point Mm. and the pattern itself is 13 repeats of that it almost looks like a poinsettia or something when it's done um but then little holes around the outside from the yarn over is kind of like that granny's favorite dishcloth i showed you right um but okay so i know you don't knit but you know patterns yeah so it starts out, you cast on 14, and then row one is just knit those 14, and then from there, the pattern starts taking shape. So I do the first point, great, no problem. So then it at the bottom, it says repeat rows one through 10 to create the 13 total points. So to me, that says go back to row one once I've backed down to my 14 stitches, and then row one is knit all 14 again right I would think so yeah okay so I tried it that way and I kind of just had like a quadrilateral I don't not not pretty poinsettia points that's not what I had shape wise so I don't know Mm. because it turned me backwards I'm gonna try it again and well okay so I have two points I think maybe done and that might be the trick but when I got back down to 14, I did not knit that row to turn myself around. I just started right from there with my pattern and the yarn overs. So when we hang up, that's my goal is to try to see if I can get through this tonight and make this pretty little circular-ish pattern because it would make a good trivet, uh, which we all know is my favorite word when it comes to cotton yarn. Um, I wasn't going to point it out. <laughs> hopefully our listeners listen enough to us to be like damn her she said she was not going to say the word trivet again when it comes to this cotton yarn (laughs) um but I do also have to say you know I had my birthday this last weekend and Mm -hmm. Sarah who knows the way to my heart of course uh fed me a wonderful lunch for my birthday and also got me a Joanne's gift card which was pretty fantastic so I'm really excited I've got a delivery coming tomorrow and then Jeff is also picking up an order for me tomorrow because I might have ordered two orders but I'm really excited to try those little lovey things out oh yeah with the so with the um like kind of like the stuffed animal on top but the blanket yes so what I liked about it is one it was three dollars and 99 cents and I just don't feel like you can go wrong when you're spending less than five dollars on anything like that no but two it came with the little lovey, which is a Velcro thing. So it'll loop either in through the top of the lovey blanket mm-hmm. or you can take it off and put it on their pacifier. So like if they become really attached to that lovey and you don't want them to have it in, you know, their blanket or whatever in their face, you just put it on their pacifier. But um, I think they'd make really good like stocking little gifts or Christmas gifts. I've been looking for us to set up at some sort of Christmas or holiday bazaar. And I found one at the end of October, but I feel like people probably just aren't on the ball enough yet to have them set up for November, December yet. It's a little far out still. Yeah. Like for schools and stuff, I imagine they yeah. won't 
until school's back in session, have that kind right. of stuff starting to be planned. Well, but I really want to plan by like the PTO and stuff. So the right, that's what our PTO meetings and everything. Good call. I think though that we should really make it an effort to try maybe like one in November, one in December if we can. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I thought about the pumpkin show. We would have to not do it probably at the pumpkin show because the booth. Well, we may or may not have a certain yard uh, and direct vicinity that we could do. But I thought about seeing if, I mean, not that we've got like vacation days aplenty, but even if we took off um, that Thursday and Friday, because it's Wednesday through Saturday. Right. So Saturday... I would likely, again, I don't know until I have my schedule. I would, we would likely have a game for Remy's cheer. Yeah. But we could do like, you know, Wednesday evening, Thursday, Friday, or mm-hmm. something like that and set up. Yeah. And I don't think that they could say anything. I'm going to have to investigate this more because I don't think they could say anything. Technically, private property, and we could just put up a dang yeah. yard sale sign for all I care. Yeah. No, I think that that would be fine. I was just thinking when you said the pumpkin show this year, I would, I knew that we had talked about setting up in the, the yard the actual pumpkin show is were... not realistic because if you recall you they want you to have pumpkin. like what a yes. million dollars of insurance for your booth yeah something like that yeah ridiculous and the booth space itself i want to say is like 250 300 or something for a space and how about a free front yard where we got a hook yeah. up and call it a day yeah honestly that porch would be ideal Mm-hmm. I so agree. we might need to we might need to work that out but then that would give us an october a november and a december and i think that would really end off the year on a high note i do too and we but, got it can one weekend i know i'm so excited about that so we're probably gonna have a whole episode about this listener so tell us if you don't if you don't want to hear about this but sarah and i are planning to have i don't know we've called it harvest weekend that's subject to change But for now, we're planning to have a harvest weekend, and we are going to rock it out two days. Again, look at us using another excuse to take a day off of work, but we're going to take a day off of work. (laughs) But to be productive. But it is. And you know that we always think shit's going to hit the fan, and we're going to be living in, like, Laura Ingalls' time. So our plan is... One of these days, we won't be wrong. (laughs) I know. I know. And you know what? We're going to be like, look at all these canned goods that we have and all these knitted and crocheted items. Well, it's Um, just cheaper, too, anyway. For no other reason, it will be, like, more cost-effective. What was the Nels? Wasn't it Nels that had the store in town? I don't know. I don't remember. Weren't you? You didn't watch Little House on the Prairie? No. My mom did, but I didn't watch it. Uh, Sadly, I've probably seen every one of those episodes, too. Um, and they I got saw- pretty pretty crazy for a while. Like Albert was on morphine and all jacked ah. up, and I mean, for being little house, like it was pretty hardcore. But, um, but no, I think I don't know. We're gonna do this harvest weekend. We're gonna attempt to do a couple of different things. We are going to uh, blanch and freeze corn off the cob and flat pack bags for our deep freezers. We are going to make some soups and stews. Uh, freezer ready for storage as well as some casseroles and lasagnas and things for our freezers mm-hmm. and lastly we are also going to can some green beans tomato sauces and some freezer jams and jellies as well 
So we've got a whole weekend planned ahead. Um, our goal is like we both just are pitching in on storage containers and slowly buying jars and different, you know, pecked in different things that we're going to need. Yeah. But we are going to stock up our houses for winter because I just feel like it's a good goal. Here we are, COVID, 27,000, Delta, Alpha, Pi. It sounds like a fraternity. Anywho, uh, <laughs> it's on the rise. And who knows what other variation is behind it. And I don't try to make light of it. But at this point, it's like one of those laugh or cry situations. So we're just going to go with laugh. But I also don't want it to come winter time, And then it's like, and there is a beef, chicken, poultry, pork shortage. And there is a, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. pasta, noodle shortage. Oh, that was the other thing we were going to do is make and dry our own noodles. Yeah. Man. <laughs> we're gonna really need to get on the ball here we we might have uh might have as in typical fashion bit off a bit more than we can chew but i think i think it'll be fine i think, I think so too. we've fine. got a whole weekend and i'm serious like yeah. we will be drinking coffee in five hours and staying up until however late we need to i just don't care yeah but what a nice time one it'll be because i just thoroughly love that kind of like homesteading type stuff i guess you could call it mm-hmm. um you know who we need to enlist? Jessica? The, no. Yes. Oh. Um, oh no. <laughs> uh, God love her. She's just far away. But I know. But she can. So that's why. She does. Like... Our co-part uh, to Emily's baby shower also does as well. And is a rock star when it comes to that stuff. Because she even cans meats and you name it. Uh, who does? Qu- Carla, the queen herself. Oh, oh Okay. Um, I always, she always laughs because I literally tell her almost every time I talk to her that I just want to be her when I grow up because I just don't know what she doesn't do. She is a God fearing church going woman who is a hardworking woman who cans and makes all of her homemade everything. And when we have carry-ins at work, which obviously those haven't been a thing for like a while now, but her food is just always so good. It's like the good home. She'll be like, one time she brought in a dang pumpkin pie and was like, I hope it's okay that... I made some homemade from scratch bourbon maple whip topping for the pie. And we're like, who are you? Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> um, but if all else fails, we've got her as a phone a friend option because she would at least if we if something dramatic happened right. and we needed some help walking through yeah. like, a can situation we just face with the pressure caner. Yes. Anyway. Hi, it's Brittany and Sarah from the outdoors with a burning torch flame. If you could just hop on a Zoom real quick. Right. You got a sec. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. But we've got plenty of time. We are going to watch some YouTube videos and really get this going. Because I would like this to be a tradition that as the kids get bigger, we can include Mm -hmm. them in and be like, oh, remember when the moms used to just make all that crap all weekend that we would eat? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It can be a thing like my mom, I'll tell you, used to do, which... Okay, so you know my mom is doing the cookie exchange. Christmas cookie exchange every year was a big Mm -hmm. gig. Yeah. My whole life growing up, though, it was not a cookie exchange. It was just called Cookie Weekend. And mom and my aunts, you know, Cindy and Melinda, sometimes Tammy, um, and the older, you know, cousins. And us kids were not allowed to help, of course, until we got into our teenage years. But it was a whole weekend of cookie baking. And our family are some card players, so, yeah. you know, it'd be like slide another one in the oven, get another one going and let's get another round of Euchre going or another round of Shanghai or whatever. So every, I mean, it was just cards and cookies all weekend. 
But by the end, nobody had really slept. And I mean, my whole family were all smokers as well uh, to where, you know, they played cards and smoked cigars. By the end of the weekend, like everybody's voice might have been a little hoarse. Everybody was (laughs) grumpy because nobody had slept. One time, mom was working off of our mama's sugar cookie recipe that was handwritten and not in measurements. It was actually like handfuls. Um, but it said two small handfuls of flour. Mom thought it said 25. What? <laughs> Instead of two S, two oh, S no. handfuls of flour. Mom totally made these sugar cookies with 25 handfuls of flour. Um, but oh. that's like how old the, I mean, seriously, a recipe that calls for handfuls, because I'm sorry, your handful and my handful, not going to be the same. <laughs> no, and I just <laughs> and baking is one of those things you've got to be rather precise with, right? Yeah, I mean science. Like if you know you, how many handfuls of flour to how many watts of, I guess a pinch. Is, I mean a handful to a pinch versus a cup to a teaspoon. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about those kind of measurements, but right. So I don't know, but yeah, that's uh, cookie weekend was always a big thing. So harvest weekend, we're gonna make this a thing and. Yeah. If you have any tips for us about canning or food preservation in general or anything that you've tried and you're like, "Mm -mm, this does not work, steer clear of that, we would love to hear (laughs) from you or have you share that with us because we are total, total newbies here. And if you ever, if you have any recipes that you want to send us to, because... I mean, aside from, like, maybe taking some green beans, putting them in a jar, and pressure can Here's the thing. I don't know how to do that either. So I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I have I have some time to watch some YouTube videos and maybe That's right. someone to come out and help us. But, I mean, if... So, I mean, sometimes there's more to just putting things into the jar or what have you, you know? So, if there's any, like, flavors or seasonings or whatever that you Yeah, like tomato sauce. I'm not just trying to put smashed up tomatoes in a jar. I would like some <laughs> perhaps Italian seasonings of yeah. some sort in there. Or I Eric know, would yeah. die if I just dumped a jar of tomatoes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Here's like, your spaghetti and tomatoes. <laughs> I know. He'd be like, I'm trying to be supportive here, but you're making it really hard with the just <laughs> <of> tomatoes. <laughs> I love it. Well, yes, please send us your recipes. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Needles Hooks DL. Uh, you can also email us. We would literally love to hear from you. Our email is spelled all the way out at Needles Hooks. Or no, I'm sorry. That's totally backwards. Needles Hooks and Dirty Looks at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the others are at Needles Hooks DL. So again, find us there and uh, watch the Olympics. We're really excited to see all of your countries out there too so good luck to everyone and uh we hope you join us next week and we'll have some olympic follow-up and hopefully be able to talk about some recipes that you all have shared with us uh for your fall harvest canning extravaganza um thanks for listening in this week and we'll catch you next week yep bye bye